0: <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking oh, we wish you a merry christmas we wish you a merry-. no nobody wants to hear santa me santa baby yes santa baby da, 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 uh, 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 uh. i don't know Let's uh, dreidel 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 i'm two i'm two days late though no no this is christmas and it is <laughs> yeah, you're but you're not but hanukkah at last eight days you're right in the middle you're right how did you miss it (laughs) look i don't know it's christmas (laughs) christmas time is here isn't that one that's from peanuts right oh i don't know charlie brown oh suck a fart oh she doesn't like peanuts I think you should great. not tell anybody to suck a <gasps> on christmas <laughs> you are apologizing jingle bell oh jingle bell jingle bell jingle i rock. love those j-i-n-g-l-e bells oh those holiday j-i-n-g-l-e bells oh those holiday j-i-n-g-l-e-g-e-double-l-s i I love those j-i-n-g-l-e bells that's the frank sinatra version of Jingle oh that did not sound like frank sinatra at all (gasps) kathy you're being so mean it's christmas the other day (laughs) danny said something and i don't remember what but i laughed really hard and she was like oh that sounded like keith (laughs) (laughs) it's keith voice (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah i'll have a blue christmas a- oh very good oh my god uh, mary's boy child jesus christ was born on christmas day i don't you know guys- that one. Oh my god, I don't that's know my that favorite one. one. That's by Bubby. All M. I want for Christmas is you. Oh. <laughs> this anyway, is, this is our holiday intro. <laughs> it is. This is that Broad Scott Moxie. <laughs> we are not singers. No, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> but we love to The sing. holidays. And yeah, yes, both of those. My yeah. favorite Christmas song is "Mary Mary's Boy Child by Boney M. I can't with you. Why? Boney M? Yes. Bo- the people who sing, ra, ra, That one. Have you... Look. <laughs> <laughs> Look. I don't know. I'm not going to play it on air because that's old lawsuit waiting okay. to happen. It is. That's my favorite Christmas song. That's a good one. The To be clear, the Boney M version. The Boney M version. Yes. What a weird name, the Boney M Bony M? I love them. Is it like two words? Like bony yeah. and then the letter M? Yeah. Oh. Not they sing like the Rasputin song. Lo- 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 Navi m. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> What's your top three? If you can't name oh, one. Gosh. I dropped a screwdriver. <laughs> Why do you have a screwdriver? I don't know. Why did you have a screwdriver? <laughs> Cause I live here. And was, it was right here, so I picked it I up. I was probably using it for something. I don't know. I really love White Christmas. hmm To be hey, clear, that's Bing Crosby, right? Bing Crosby, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to say who sings it, because obviously a lot of Christmas pause. music is... Gets... I need to... Oh, I forgot what we were doing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you took... garbage. It just took so long, and Tanya and I just had a good conversation. <laughs> About your uteruses. <laughs> You said you were ready. Okay, I'm. Are you listening? Are you, okay. Okay. Fr- favorite Christmas songs? Uh, <laughs> please, please hold. N- so, what we're learning today is that Cassie's a liar. Cassie's a liar. <laughs> First of all, anything that Michael Buble sings. Ooh, I love that bubbly man. <laughs> yes, he's lovely. I just was looking at it. It's the one Perry Como sings. Oh. Fucking home for the holidays oh you i know it's a good one though home wow. for the holidays She stole that from me. no it's That's a good my home answers. always <laughs> is it really? My <laughs> answer oh, <Pete's> <laughs> <so> <laughs> You fucking know that I admit it to that song. Okay. Every single time anybody asks me, I don't have to think about it or pause a podcast for 20 minutes to Google that shit. <laughs> <laughs> joodle that shit. You joodle it. Boom. Hope for the holidays. Perry Keller. <laughs> okay. All right. Holly and Jolly Christmas. Know, <laughs> new <fucking song>. okay, <laughs> you know, that's my. Favorite. all right then i'll I give hope, you my other i favorite. hope the mic is picking this up <laughs> that's the most aggressive christmas song <laughs> she would not let you have that oh my god all right do you say let holly jolly christmas let me, let me fucking try again holly jolly christmas by burl ives <laughs> Oh! <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, "Last Christmas" by Wham. Oh, I love yes. that one. That's a solid one. That's a good one. And <laughs> Danny's still mad. Oh, <laughs> uh, "Run, Run, Rudolph" by Chuck Berry. Those uh. are the ones that I like a lot because I'm very sentimental. Everything makes me cry, including but not limited to Christmas music. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back down. Right here. Jesus. So, can you even? Seeing home for the holidays? Let's go! Merry fucking Christmas, everyone. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) That was my favorite argument ever. (laughs) Oh my god. I feel so attacked right now. (laughs) That's because you were being attacked. You feel it? But tar- I think I made my yeah. <laughs> Danny made her point. <laughs> I'm so sweaty. I was so <laughs> laughing so hard. <sighs> Anyways, my top three songs are <laughs> Mary's Boy Child. Yes. <laughs> my Boney M, Jingle Bell Rock by that person who sings Jingle Bell Rock. And <laughs> I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Oh, that's such a fun one. I like that (laughs) one. (laughs) Oh, I love that song. I'm like lightheaded. Mm -hmm. I was laughing so hard. Also, (laughs) everyone can suck it, but I love Santa Baby. I like Santa Baby. Yeah. No, not Santa Baby. The other one that everyone gets butthurt about. Yeah. That one. Baby, it's cold outside. Baby, it's cold outside. Yeah. I like it. And it makes me really... I get it. Maybe it's not great. There, There's Jen, a of subtext. Legend is doing an updated version of it. Oh, that's and good. John Legend and who's... Oh, my God. Who's the woman on the track? Maybe? Or that might be wrong. Anyway, I like that song. I think it's outdated, but it's a fun little ditty. It's a bop. I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. When Jingle Bell Rock comes on, do you do the dance from Mean Girls? I don't. Because I do. <laughs> 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 it makes me laugh really hard and i can't help i can't stop myself mm-hmm. good shit anyways this is the christmas episode oh, Jesus christ Moxie. 25 <laughs> minutes later we've made it to the intro <laughs> uh, i've been personally one... attacked we've sang christmas tunes there's I'm chestnuts kiana. roasting on an open fire <laughs> let me say our name sorry go i'm kiana i'm cassie she, cassie was the one who was just attacked Viciously by my wife. Yeah. Who is And honestly? Room. I might be on Danny's side. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I see how this is see how this is gonna go. It's Christmas. It's mm-hmm. episode forty seven. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna go first. Yes. Is it a bummer? It's no. Christmas. It better not be. Mm. I specifically had to do homework today <laughs> an hour before you came over because i was like oh man last year last week's was a huge bummer maybe yeah. not do another huge bummer on christmas <laughs> <laughs> mine is fitting okay the woman i'm talking about died christmas day great her name is Eartha may Kit. <gasps> yay <laughs> I love her, the kid. Oh, God, she's so great. Okay. <laughs> and she sings Santa Baby. She sings Santa Baby. She's Catwoman. Yeah. Ugh, oh, tell me all about she's her. She's fantastic. So fantastic, in fact, that I couldn't fit a lot in about her. Well, I fit a lot in about her, but there's a lot missing. So okay. I would highly encourage people to, you know, get to know her. Mm-hmm. Please do. The sources I used today was an article called Eartha Kit's life was scarred by her failure to learn the identity of her white father says daughter by Adam Luck K- Sex Kitten versus Ladybird the day Eartha Kit attacked the Vietnam war at the White House by Danine L Brown Eartha Kit's obituary and britannica.com and imdb Nice. That those are my sources. No wikipedia because Fuck you, Sage. And Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so... Season's greetings and fuck you, Sage. (laughs) Uh, Eartha May Kit was born the 17th of January in 1927 in a small town of North South Carolina. (laughs) The name of the city is North. In South Carolina. In South Carolina. Well, that's confusing. And it's weirdly central. (laughs) It's not North (laughs) Orton. I had to look it up. (laughs) Perfect. She was a child born out of wedlock. Kit's mother... Annie May Kit was a sharecropper of African-American and Cherokee Native American descent. And her father's identity is unknown, but he Mm -hmm. was white. Interesting. First of all, being a black woman in the South wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. Being a black woman anywhere, still not easy. (laughs) Yeah. But she was also a light-skinned woman at the time. And in the South, this was highly, highly frowned upon because it meant interracial. Mm -hmm. There was an interracial relationship. Because of this, her early life was difficult. Uh, she was dirt poor and not accepted by anyone, and she was horribly abused. She was beaten and mistreated emotionally and physically. Ugh, it gets it gets better. Okay, <laughs> um, she was sent to a relative named Aunt Rosa, but she was still a victim of abuse there. And from a young age, was obligated to earn her keep by picking cotton. <sighs> Where am I? At the age of 7, she witnessed the death of her mother, who Ertha believes was poisoned. Oh my god. Yeah, it's not great. This early bleak life, childhood. Bleak. Bleak childhood. First half of her childhood, I'll okay. we'll say. Okay. When she was 8, she was sent away to live with her aunt Mamie Lou Riley in an ethnically diverse section of Harlem, New York City. Oh, right in the middle of the Harlem Renaissance. Yes. I like it. Okay. Um, Ertha and her aunt's relationship was a difficult one, but Mamie did take care of Ertha and started paying for piano lessons as well as building up a savings for her. So this is sort of when her life turns around. In her childhood, Ertha impressed many people with her singing, her talent for reading aloud at school, and her ability to pick up routines at local Caribbean dances. Very cool. Just after her 16th birthday, she auditioned for Catherine Dunham's dance troupe, whose style was based on Afro-Caribbean folklore. She won a full scholarship with the dance group and studied ballet as well as the Caribbean folk dancing. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. I had no idea. Dunham told Ertha who went by Kitty at the time, which I thought was nice. That's cute. <laughs> that she would never become a real dancer because her breasts were too large, which is... Remember last episode when I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. ballet has a lot of things I don't exactly like. This is one of them. This is one of them. (laughs) Shining example. (laughs) Denham still supported Ertha in spite of this and chose her for the dance troupe, which toured the U.S., Mexico, South America, and Europe. Wow. As time went on, Ertha took on more and more solo roles with the troupe, singing as well as dancing. In Paris, she caught the attention of a nightclub owner who asked her to perform at Carol's, which was the name of the club. Mm. C-A-R-R-O-L-L-S. Oh. Carol's. When her troupe went back to the U.S., Eartha stayed in Paris. Like, mm. bye. I'm just gonna <laughs> hang out here. <laughs> this is way better. <laughs> Stay in America or hang out in Paris. Choice is easy. Yeah. She quickly became a sensation and when Carols opened a new club, that was, its name is in French. Le... Oh, okay. Periquet, cat, Ket, quoi, <laughs> Le <pire> quoi. <laughs> Kit was the main attraction. <laughs> <laughs> she sang at this time in English, Spanish, and French. Oh, shit. And prepared a lot of her numbers with a Cuban band leader. So it was sort of like a... This nice sounds like mix of a tunes. really fun show. Yes. It sounds like a good time. And I was at this show that she sang Say um, Sibon for the first oh, time. Oh, I like that song. And she forgot the words. <laughs> and so she ad libbed. And, <laughs> <laughs> and this was like super successful for her. Yeah. And it invented the list of like desirables that are in the song. So mink coat, big Cadillac car, and so on and so on uh-huh. soon after. She gained fame and admirers quickly, including Orson Welles, Mm. who called her the most exciting woman in the world, and Mm. signed her to play Helen of Troy in his acclaimed production of Dr. Faust. Yeah. Well, shit. She got really... Her life turned around quick. Yeah, it did. (laughs) After La Croix. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Good enough for me. (laughs) Kit's next nightclub engagement was the Kara Karavina, Venarsi in Istanbul. Mm. So she's 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 bopping all over the she's place. Bopping all over the place. Where's Istanbul? Is that Turkey? Yes. Okay. It was it Constantinople, <laughs> was Constantinople, but now it's Istanbul, not Constantinople. Just to be clear. <laughs> that's nobody's business but the turks yeah exactly (laughs) that's how you know it's a turkey (laughs) thank you um in turkey she learned a number of turkish songs by ear including usku dara which she later recorded as her first single for rca victor Mm. after this she went on to open at the nightclub la vie and rose in new york um, and at this time in her life, she had the ability to sing in seven languages. God damn, she was. A I can't bad bitch. say hello in seven languages. I think I could. I might be able to. Here, let me. Hello. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hello. Ola. Mm-hmm. Aloha. Mm-hmm. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Gasalelia. What's that? It's a Micronesian oh, language. That's lovely. And. One more. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, we got it. What is it? Bonjour, bonjour. Thank bonjour. you. I literally seven. was. Okay, that's seven. Yeah, that's seven. okay. So what Eartha kids doing is not that impressive. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> clearly, we got this. It's so fine. So she's only singing in seven languages. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Her time at this new club, Lavi and Rose, was not a success, and her two-week contract was terminated after six days due to a lack of interest. Oh my God get your shit which together, is, love you and Rose. Right. It was really an anomaly because still in New York at this time, mm-hmm. she signed up for another short engagement at the Blue Angel, which is another club, and she did extremely well there and her contract was extended to 25 weeks, which is still an unbroken residency record for cabaret artists. Holy shit. I'm very curious which one of which one was uptown and which one was downtown and like the crowds because that's who's I mean Based on who's performing there, that's who's, you know, going to um, do good shows. I really don't. I didn't look. The only geographic thing mm. that I looked up was where North, North South, South Carolina, Carolina was. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, is more Central South Carolina <laughs> and not North. It was named after a guy. Uh, not a direction, obviously. Already North? Because, to be clear, North South Carolina is not North. hmm it's central. <laughs> central, North South Carolina. Yeah. Oh, I just hit the table. Anyways, <laughs> at this residency <laughs> at the Blue Angel, she was spotted by the producer, Leonard Stillman, and he included her in New Faces of 1952, where her legendary performance of Monotonous gained her much acclaim. Mm. She appeared for a year on Broadway with this act and toured The Nation performing. New Faces of 1952 later went on to be a 20th century Fox film by the same name. Interesting. She's in ev- she's everything. Yeah, she's all over the place. Yeah, She's doing everything. And speaking so many languages. Singing in so many languages. <laughs> uh, Broadway stardom led to a recording contract. Mm-hmm. Just shooting straight up. And after this recording contract, she had a succession of best-selling records, including Love for Sale... Folk Tales of the Tribes of Africa, for which she received a Grammy nomination. Mm-hmm. Um, she also published her first autobiography at this time, Thursday's Child. And during this period, she returned again to the cabaret scene with runs at the Parisian Room, the Empire Room, and London's Talk of the Town, among others. Jesus. Busy. Ertha then went back to Broadway in the dramatic play of Mrs. Patterson, for which she received a Tony nomination. Her success with acting went on with performances in Shinbone Alley and films including St. Louis Blues and Anna LaCasta. It was during this time that she took one... I put that down as a bleeding sentence. You know? <laughs> during this time... Um, she, I mean, it's just on brand with you, too. <laughs> um, so. During and this so. time... <laughs> um, and so during this time <laughs> and and so during this time <laughs> um <laughs> she took on one of her most iconic roles as Catwoman. Yes, yeah, she did. In the late 1960s series Batman. She became the first black woman to achieve mainstream TV success in America and was breaking racial taboos by flirting on screen with Adam West in the leading role. Ugh, I love her as Catwoman. The 1950s were the golden, was the d- golden decade of Eartha Kitt's record hits. After Usukudara came Monotonous, then I Want to Be Evil, and then Santa Baby, among others. With these hits, she established the image of a teasing, self-mocking self-kitten. Uh, sex-kitten. <laughs> self-kitten. <laughs> <laughs> sex-kitten meow meow (laughs) (laughs) at this time she sang in 10 different languages oh my god and she had sung in almost 100 countries and was honored with a star on hollywood boulevard's walk of fame she was just on top of the world and yeah she's literally just doing a little bit of everything yeah and killing it successfully and her voice is so interesting it is it's really great it was she's Yes. She purrs. <laughs> yes, she just got. You know, it's it's lovely, amazing. Mm-hmm. And during all of this time, not only was she super successful in everything she did—acting, singing—she was also a very outspoken activist. Activist. <laughs> activist. She was an activist. Activist. Breaking people's ankles. Yeah, like Mrs. Claus. <laughs> She supported civil rights and youth empowerment groups across the nation, and she openly criticized what she saw was wrongdoing by the government. Because of the engagement with marginalized groups in the nation, she was invited to a luncheon hosted by Lady Bird Johnson. Oh. The subject of the luncheon was bold, quote, Why is there so much juvenile delinquency in the streets of America? Which is a not a great theme. No to, <laughs> to decorate <Sure> isn't. around <laughs> <laughs> i um it's just a bunch of broken glass (laughs) everywhere Everywhere. eartha declined to go she was like this is bullshit like (laughs) what the hell she saw it as a huge con of false intentions and didn't want to be a part of the charade of like look at me i'm gonna why is there so much delinquency in the street (laughs) she wasn't having it but then the day before the event, Lady Bird's social secretary convinced her to go, explaining that it would be worth the trip to talk about such big issues. Okay. So, like, if Eartha was there, it wouldn't be a facade kind of deal. Okay. And the subject of this luncheon was, why is there so much juvenile delinquency in the streets of America? It had to be something. Like, mm-hmm. that's super suspe- <clears throat> like specific. Yeah. Yeah. What do you really <laughs> want to talk about? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a question. There's an answer. Yeah. But, uh, but let's let's continue, <laughs> let's continue to tiptoe around the issue <laughs> and not fucking call it what it is. <laughs> so she went because she was like, "This could be something." Okay, but it wasn't. Lady Bird and the other ladies discussed the food they were eating more than anything. And when it was time for Lady Bird to speak, she talked more about plans to beautify the country rather than any true plans for reform. Or even really outlining any issues. Uh-huh. Which, if you were... If you're going to host a luncheon, and you're going to have a speech, mm-hmm. and you're going to have a theme, make the speech match the theme. Exactly. It's not that hard. Right. Come on. Fuck you, I'm an egg. <laughs> Happened at the eggster party. Exactly. Thematically, it worked. Similar. Yeah. Exactly. Ladybird should have called me. She mm-hmm. should have. <laughs> Jesus. And then I wouldn't have answered. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, because Big Dick Johnson. (laughs) Nobody wants to be around him. Nobody. Mm -mm. Well, these women did, but not Earth again. Uh, When it was Kit's turn to speak, she said, I think we've missed the main point of this luncheon. (laughs) We've forgotten the main reason we have juvenile delinquency. You send the best of this country off to be shot and maimed. They rebel in the streets. They don't want to go to school because they're going to be snatched off from their mothers to be shot in Vietnam. Oh, shit. (laughs) After this... Her career in the U.S. was essentially ruined. Uh, She was blackballed and no longer able to find work anywhere. For many years afterward, she would be blacklisted by many in the U.S. entertainment industry and would be forced to work abroad where her status remained undiminished. Then, in 1974, seven years after the luncheon, and her career was essentially done Mm -hmm. in the U.S., she was approached by a New York Times reporter that had gotten his hands on a CIA dossier about her, where she was branded a, quote, sadistic nymphomaniac. Oh, my God! (laughs) The journalist gave her a heads up that he was going to publish the dossier. Quote, the Central Intelligence Agency, asked by the Secret Service in 1968 about Eartha Kitt, produced an, exen- an extensive report containing secondhand gossip about the entertainer, but no evidence of any foreign intelligence connections. End quote. Um, Hold on. Let me just clarify something real quick. hmm Eartha Kitt called a fucking spade a spade. Yes. And tried to address What this luncheon was supposedly supposed to be about. Yes. Got blackballed for seven years. Yes. And then a man contacted her Mm -hmm. and said, hey, the CIA has a file about a bunch of rumors that people have talked about you. And and that was created at the request of the Secret Service, who is the president's are you fucking kidding me Ladybird was snubbed and so she told her douchebag husband to get the cia involved to talk shit on her yes i can't deal that's exactly what oh happened. my fucking god The report continues or the article continues. The article continues, sorry. The report was sent to the Secret Service a week after Miss Kit criticized the Vietnam War at the White House luncheon during the Johnson administration. (laughs) In a nineteen ninety eight interview with the Post, Kit called the report purely political proof that LBJ personally blackballed her. And she said, quote, when Johnson calls up and says, I don't want to see this woman's face anywhere, you're out of business oh my god as if the secret service don't have anything fucking better to do with their time right Than this be is like the, the vietnam war exactly. like this wasn't a time of like rest like yeah we're not <laughs> chilling Nobody's with free time oh my gosh and lbj this dickhead oh, god was like hey my white wife's feelings were hurt by this scary black woman let's god. Uh, oh let's my god. blackball her she'll you'll never work in this town again <laughs> that's exactly what he did what a garbage talk about using presidential power yeah over <sighs> gossip president listen maybe i should just write a book called presidents are bad I think and then should... everybody should read why every president is bad I just said that while holding a <laughs> screwdriver <laughs> I have to have something in my hands while I talk. I know you do. You're such a fidgety. <laughs> I'm constantly moving and trying to keep Danny from looking at me. So I'm like. Ur, 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 ur. <laughs> and you are just fiddling. <laughs> I just got a screwdriver in my hand and I'm pissed. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm just going to start shanking presidents. Uh, Good news, though. After all this shit show, seven years of being blackballed. Mm -hmm. When the dossier became public, Eartha was able to work in the U.S. again. Because everybody was like, what fucking bullshit? (laughs) (laughs) This is what our tax dollars are going for? Yeah. So you can write an expose on... (laughs) On a singer (laughs) and cabaret performer. Calm down. And, and, like, she is an activist. She genuinely cares about what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. She had better things to do than fucking talk about caviar and toast corners <laughs> at the luncheon. It's like let's address some of this shit. Yeah. And also in the article I didn't put it in, but like they also were like, "Who, I wonder if the president's gonna stop by and see us." Oh my god. And so the Kit was show like us this is his bullshit. dick. <sighs> to be clear, we keep mentioning LBJ's dick because he apparently had a I, we've said We this talked before. about it in episode 1. But again, he apparently had a large penis and he liked to show everyone of the Congress all the time. Because he was really proud of it. Ugh. What a garbage person. My eyes are tired from rolling. So, she's working in the US uh uh-huh. let's get back. Okay. <laughs> she returned to the US in an acclaimed Carnegie Hall concert and in nineteen seventy eight received her second Tony Award nomination. Okay. <laughs> I was like, when did she win the first one? I was waiting for nomination. Page turn nomination. There's the period. That's my that's my bad for Thank that you. pause that shouldn't have been there. <laughs> In nineteen eighty four. She was back in the charts with Where is My Man and I Love Men. That's right. An album co- and an album called I'm Still Here came out <laughs> the same year as her autobiography did in 1976, which is another autobiography. She wrote three. Nice. In 1993, Roller Coaster issued a five disc compilation representing her entire repertoire to date. Oh my God. Count them five. Five. In 1997, uh, Eartha Kitt was invited to give a speech at Benedict College in Columbia, the capital of South Carolina. She was asked about her background, since she was from South Carolina, but she admitted that she didn't know much. Mm -hmm. She didn't even have her birth certificate. She told the audience if they were able to find it, she'd be most thankful. And they did find something, however, she couldn't access it. Of getting access to the birth certificate Eartha's daughter said quote we had to get a lawyer and petition the court to get the records opened, and this took about six to seven months we flew down to see the records but were allowed just 15 minutes she was very nervous and outside the judges chambers she went quiet she was visibly nervous about what she was going to see I knew the signs because before she went on stage she was always terrified it was a female judge who stepped aside while we read the records at her desk The father's name was blacked out. My mother shed a few tears, and then the 15 minutes was up. My mother was 71 at the time, and it was approaching the 21st century, and yet they were still protecting the name of the father, even though he was clearly dead. They were protecting the white man because they would have not gone to that trouble to protect a black man. The court still held it as legal to withhold the documentation. We were amazed. My mother assumed it was their dirty little secret. Ugh. That's heartbreaking. Yeah, she's just looking for a fucking answer, and
1: it's she been redacted.
0: Is she and like she couldn't even keep her birth certificate. Oh my god! Yeah, it was sad. that's so sad. In two thousand, she provided the voice of Isma for the Disney animation <laughs> *The Emperor's New Groove*. Yeah, she did, <laughs> and was <laughs> pull the lever, crunk, <laughs> wrong lever that's the first time i heard her voice really yeah because i'm obviously a child a child (laughs) when i connected that the voice of yzma was the person who sings santa baby mind blown Mm because yzma is such like a goofy character yeah yeah and santa baby is just so like sultry sensual Mm -hmm. and exactly a woman of many talents (laughs) many depths many layers so funny in 2006, she was diagnosed with cancer, but she remained undeterred. The Guardian found her a, quote, staggering vivacious performer at the Shaw Theater in London in 2007. Wow. So she's in her 70s and she's still going at it. Oh, she's I 80. was going to say, she's into <laughs> her 80s. Yeah. She told the audience, quote, I may be 80, but I'm still burning. <laughs> And then her last performance was in April that year, and it was captured on DVD, so people can see it. Oh, that's so lovely. Oh, just kidding. One of her last was captured on DVD. (laughs) So (laughs) you got a lot of one of those. One of the dot, dot, dot. Uh, Her actual final concert performance came in October that year with the Virginia Symphony Orchestra, after which she contributed... To a TV special to be shown on the American network PBS in February. So you can see her last performance. <laughs> it was. Let me. I did these oh notes God. two weeks ago. Are you <laughs> drunk? I'm just confused. That's. I was. Okay, hold on. Side story. I was texting Danny the other day. Uh-huh. We had both just taken a BuzzFeed quiz. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it said. What was... It was... Oh, which Harry Styles single are you? Okay. She's Lights Up and I'm Watermelon Sugar. Okay. And essentially it was like, Lights Up, you're still finding your way, blah, blah, uh-huh. blah. And Watermelon Sugar... <laughs> That's <her. laughs> Watermelon Sugar was like, oh, you're self-assured and you're there. uh uh-huh. And Danny was like, oh, cool. You're younger than me and you got your life figured out. And I, and I said, my concussions have aged this noodle. <laughs> <laughs> and then I... I told her I had three concussions and then (laughs) (laughs) retracted that because I like to retract things and said, wait, no, I had two concussions and was just confused the third time. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) But to to be clear, it wasn't like your regular confusion like I am now. I had, (laughs) (laughs) I hit my head and it was like a ringer. Yeah. So it was like, where, what's happening? Uh uh But I wasn't concussed. That's hilarious. The rest of that conversation was very funny as well. <laughs> Danny read the whole thing to me last night, and I had a good hearty laugh about it. I got a cooked noodle. She <laughs> didn't she tell you to give your noodle a break? Yeah. No, she said I did. I am, with my adult interest, oh, your- giving this noodle a break. Because <laughs> podcasting is less dangerous than sports. <laughs> That's right. Most of the time. That being said, (laughs) I have been concussed multiple times, so I get confused. (laughs) And that's why I got confused about that. Also, I wrote these two weeks ago, so you can see her last performance. It aired on PBS. Okay, Okay. perfect. In 2008, Kit died Christmas Day at her U.S. home due to colon cancer, Mm. which is sad, but I also thought... I also thought it was really nice because I know her mostly for Santa Baby and not her other singles. Mm -hmm. So the fact that she died in the season of like... That made her happy. Yeah. And and, and like was what I see as like her time. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And like, I think she's great. Mm Mm-hmm. Ertha was a singer and dancer whose suggestive and sensuous performances captured the public imagination of the 1950s. The only thing that she needed in life, aside from the love of her daughter, was the applause of an audience. There may, there have been many attempts to describe Kit's extraordinary voice, but none have come close. Her pitch was remarkably clean, and she would bend it, very often sharp, with slow deliberation. She said she understood everything her voice could and could not do if she was not 100% herself, you felt cheated. She was one of a kind and powerful, and her legacy as an unbroken femme fatale lives on. Oh. I love that. I fucking love her, the kid. She's great. She's such a delight. And she she did so m- much more in terms of like the activism in her yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. To the point where like she believed in this stuff so wholeheartedly that she sacrificed her career for mm-hmm. at least a short period of time and i think that's really admirable it is very admirable wow what a great story i didn't know i i didn't know a lot about eartha Kit. i know that i like her i liked her a lot as catwoman i mm-hmm. thought she was just always so great and santa baby obviously is you know mm-hmm. it's fantastic mm-hmm. But I think it's super impressive she sung in 10 languages. I didn't that's know that. Bananas. We have discovered we can't say hello in 10 languages. That's true. We got We got up to eight. We got yeah. eight. <laughs> Danny got us up to eight. <laughs> that's as much as we can do. Yeah. So that's we can get there with a lot we'd of thinking. We have to google it though. But we couldn't sing. Yeah, no. I oh can't sing in one language. You heard at the top of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, zing. <laughs> Ooh, (laughs) (laughs) self-burn. Solid burn, Branch. All right. Now it's your time to go. Everybody, I need you to pause this for a second. Okay. Okay, Cassie, are you finally ready? (laughs) Fuck you. Both of you. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) Yes, I am. I said that as a (laughs) tongue-in-cheek because, again, Danny and I were having a nice conversation (laughs) off air. (laughs) Having (laughs) a conversation about hairstyles. Yeah. And I was told it was more important, so... Everything concerning Harry Styles <laughs> is more important. I'm sorry. Oh, that's as, fair. <laughs> damn it. <sorry, laughs> as we come to the end of this decade, mm-hmm. One Direction oh and their specific man- band members, mm-hmm. except for Liam, have had their foot on my neck for the whole decade. <laughs> and I cannot believe the control they have over my life. That's it's just a, a personal lot. thing. It is a lot. I was talking to Sage about it the other day. <laughs> I was like, can you believe it's been 10 years of One Direction and the whole time... Oh, my God. They've had their hands on my throat and have not let me breathe once. <laughs> I <was just laughs> so breathe, do not breathe. <laughs> Anyways, who are you talking anyway. about today? <laughs> well, it's Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, and so when I was trying... I was going to do someone else, but it was a huge bummer and I was like, oh, <laughs> ooh, going to have to change that. So then Danny gave me a couple of ideas. Mm-hmm. I was originally contemplated talking about Gríla, who is an Icelandic mother Christmas, but she's a witch. She's got a black cat. Look, she's real cool, but I was <laughs> like or I could do the other one that she suggested, which would be um Mary. <laughs> 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 aka the virgin one um so really deep dove into that for the last couple of days when just because we have an instagram uh-huh. we're gonna post a picture of me playing mary in my school play in preschool. <gasps> yes we are <laughs> we absolutely are that's precious <laughs> so yeah really tackled this i used both the virgin mary wikipedia Mm -hmm. Because fuck you, Sage. And also (laughs) the Mary, Mother of Jesus. Mm -hmm. There's two. There's two of them. And then also I used an article from The Guardian called Who Was the Real Virgin Mary by Helen Bond. And another article that is a Huffington Post. It's in their life section, but it's from a blog by Petru Popescu, who Mm -hmm. is a novelist. And it's called, Was Mary a Template for Today's Feminism? Mm. So, that being said, (laughs) I actually had to yell at Danny earlier. I didn't yell at her, but I yelled for her. And I was like, I don't know. I'm having some real trouble with this. (laughs) This is a a hard nut to crack. And she was like, I don't know why you didn't do something easier. (laughs) Man, you went for Mary. This is going to be good. It's a it's a big one. It's a relatively short one because I, I hit on some... More focus on her son. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a song about her child. There's a, so many. Mary's boy Oh, trapped. my God. Jesus Christ. What was <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> okay. So today, talking about the Virgin Mary, I would like to address a couple of things first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Virginity is a construct. <laughs> Virgin, thank you very much. Oh, is that you literally the point? took the words oh, out of my mouth. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> is, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> historically speaking, it's a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's because of the patriarchy. Yes. So we were, we I will address it a little bit, but it's not like not in not in that sense. Yeah. Second thing, I everyone is entitled to their own opinion. I. I think there are, I have my own thoughts about religion. I am Mm -hmm. not a religious person. I respect that other people have their religious beliefs and practices. I don't think all of them are great Mm. or accurate, but that's neither here nor there. But I don't want to, I'm not doing this to offend anybody. (laughs) (laughs) But there are some things I take issue with. Okay. Fair enough. So. While there is no, quote, historical record of Mary, Mm -hmm. she's probably the most iconic and revered woman across the world. She represents an impossible ideal, the perpetual virgin, and the perfect mother. For centuries, Christian traditions have transformed a poor peasant girl from Nazareth into the embodiment of feminine obedience and purity, the queen of heaven, even the mother of God. So, let's dive into this. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Mary grew up in a small rural village in Judea's farming region. Her family was Jewish, so that means she was treated terribly by the Romans. Yeah. As most people were. If you weren't Roman... You had a hard time. You had a hard... Yeah. You had a hard go at life. Yeah. Sometimes if you were Roman. and That's accurate. But they weren't rich. They weren't Roman. So... Not great. And that's about all we know about her childhood. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, like I said, not a lot. Everything we know about Mary mm-hmm. is about Jesus. Yeah. Um, her boy child. Her boy child. So my actual, look, if we're going to call a spade a spade, I'm going to read the sentence the way I wrote it. That's all we know about her childhood. Pre-marriage, at least. Oh. <laughs> I yeah. get it. Yeah. <laughs> right, because child marriage. Exactly. (laughs) Because women in Mary's time were thoroughly under the control of men, uh, first of their fathers and then of their husbands, they were basically property and had very few rights. But here's one they did have. (laughs) Um, If a husband chose to invoke his biblical right to multiple wives, he was required to pay his first wife a... Ketubah, uh, which is basically the alimony Mm -hmm. that would be due to her if they got a divorce. Hmm. Uh, So great, (laughs) but not perfect. (laughs) Although they lacked legal rights, Jewish women had important duties related to their family and faith in this time. They were responsible for keeping the religious dietary laws of kashrut, which is kosher. Mm -hmm. They began the weekly Sabbath observance by praying over candles, and they were responsible for propagating the Jewish faith faith in their children. Thus, they exerted great informal influence over society, despite their lack of citizenship. So it's not that bad. (laughs) 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 Um, Would I trade my rights for household duties? Absolutely. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm <laughs> kidding. Oh, my God. The look on your face was so... I'm just confused. Look, <laughs> I'm trying... I wrote this and I was a little bit... I was Salty. I was salty, so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, how do I... It's just slathered in sarcasm. <laughs> so... I read a really... What was it? I think it's Bananas, Beaches, and Bases by Cynthia Ennell, who talks about the women, woman's... Place in society Mm -hmm. uh, in practice and she was talking about how i believe it's this book i hope i'm right in like every culture women Mm -hmm. not only birth the children but birth society yes and that's why in like colonial influences and stuff Mm -hmm. women should be held accountable for the bad that gets as a society that gets Uh put into children so essentially racism Uh uh-huh and it's very interesting to know about the power that women have had in society informally, uh-huh. in terms of like inst- instilling the faith, uh-huh. but also how they themselves were victims and how they were like forced to yeah. put this these oh. thoughts into their children. It's very Boy, interesting. That's a, that's a complex. Yeah, that's that's some 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 shit to sort through there. Yeah, it's like you're doing the bidding of. The people who are telling you to do it, but then you're blamed for it. Mm-hmm. But, and, but also the people doing the bidding are telling you that you shouldn't have a th- yeah, thought in your a brain. Thought, exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. See? That's why I had a little bit of... I was like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. Okay. So, like most women of her time, Mary's future was predestined by her parents by arranging her marriage to an older man. Yuck. Gross. Young Jewish women often were married as soon as they became able to bear children in order to protect the purity of their bloodline. Uh. Also, there's a lot of big problems that I have with this very specific part of her life. Mm -hmm. I have a real issue with it. As I think everyone should. Uh. Anyway. Mary was betrothed to a carpenter named Joseph... And this most likely happened before she, quote, became a woman. And then I put the barf emoji. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and by became a woman, quote unquote, obviously I'm talking about her getting her period, mm-hmm. which usually happens around age 12 or 13. Yes. Awesome. So here's where things get tricky Jesus. <laughs> See, isn't this uncomfortable <laughs> it's weird right glad i'm not i'm so happy i can share this with you guys. <laughs> <clears throat> i'm gonna do something light this week <laughs> fuck organized religion <laughs> those are key. essentially the energy is the energy coming from you <laughs> but you know like I'm not organized religion canceled. (laughs) Okay, Santa canceled. (laughs) Organized religion canceled. Look, we're all gonna go dance naked around a fire and celebrate (gasps) Yule. Yes, yes. (laughs) See, I don't know why we missed it. Everybody should have done this last week. (laughs) (laughs) Next year, put it on your calendars, ladies. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay, so I'm sure most people know the nativity story. Yes, it's in the book of Luke in the Bible. In case mm-hmm. anybody knows, wants to go look it up. Look it up. Um, before Mary and Joseph actually said, I do. What? <laughs> what are you two laughing about? Oh, I said, <laughs> he said, go look it up. And I very quietly into the mic said, "Look it up. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before Mary and Joseph actually said, I do. The angel Gabriel visited Mary and told her that she would be with child and would birth a son who would be the son of God. Terrifying. Right? (laughs) (laughs) So, she is like, how are we going to do this? Because I'm a virgin. Mm -hmm. And he basically says, look, the Lord got you. (laughs) She's like cool, 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 cool. Um <laughs> I, you know, I'm a believer. I guess, like, let's let's do this. So, being a betrothed woman, which is, it's it's like being married but not being married. It's it's a Engaged. thing. It's a thing. There, an, an engagement is. <laughs> No, no, no! But it's more <laughs> than just like saying, "Oh, this is my fiance." <laughs> mm-hmm. There's an actual husband to be. Yes, yeah. It's there's a I lot more. By <laughs> exactly, it's a lot more contractual. Yeah. Right. So, being a betrothed woman, if Joseph had not believed her and had not believed the dream he had, because he had a dream, I think a bush talked to him and was like. She's carrying the son of God. Ooh. Oh, was Moses. <laughs> okay. <laughs> was just, he did, but he Danny. actually talked to a bush. He didn't dream about a bush. Maybe he dreamed about an angel. There's so many bushes. Yeah, I know Bible? Grandma's bush in the Bible, <laughs> burning Grandma's bush. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Danny just—I don't know if we could pick it up on the mic. Danny said that that was Moses. Yes, it was <laughs> that the one that talked to the bush. The one who actually talked to the burning bush was Moses. If we're going to, if we're on this plane of reality that a, bur- a burning bush talks, that's who Moses talked to. What <laughs> I think that what was- we need to realize here is God is a, a bush. bush. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's oh, blasphemy. We've figured it out. <laughs> we've figured it out. The so answer to what? everything is 40. 40- <gasps> oh my God. Ariana Grande was right. We have figured it out. Madonna. Bush is God. (laughs) (laughs) Because in the music video she's got get it? Anyway. (laughs) I'm just saying if I'm right, you all owe me money. It's a true story. Anyway, capitalism doesn't exist in heaven. (sighs) You don't know that. It better if if capitalism exists (gasps) in heaven, I'm in hell. (laughs) That's that's a fact. Uh, you think you're going to the good place? You're not. Okay. The Lord got you. Cool, cool. Okay. So being a betrothed woman, if Joseph had not believed Mary, who was like, look, you're not going to believe this, but this is what happened. (laughs) And had he not had this dream Mm -hmm. and believed what they told him in the dream, Mm -hmm. she could have been charged with adultery and either cast out and or stoned to death so That's avoided avoided that yeah thank goodness just got pregnant instead thank god thank <laughs> also Take that bush. when i was writing this earlier i had a good laugh to myself because then i was like so now she's pre-gaming and i was like no 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 pregnant <laughs> you're either pre-gaming or you're pregnant <laughs> one of the two always pre-gaming i'm always pre-gaming mm-hmm so the story continues. Joseph and Mary are in Bethlehem. There's no room at the inn. They stay in a barn. Baby pops out. Goes mm-hmm. in a manger. A big star appears in the sky. Three kings bring presents, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. I think some sheep sing. Maybe. Mm. What are they? It's Boniem. It is Boniem. <laughs> M is there. Mary's boy child. Exactly. Jesus Christ. And then there's a little drummer boy. (laughs) All the things happen. So, I'm not a theologian. I'm not here to debate facts versus fiction. But I am here to tell you that Mary went on to become probably, like, the... Goes God, Jesus, Mary. Holy Spirit. (laughs) Holy Spirit. (laughs) Excuse me. She... This coming from the fucking Catholic in the room. (laughs) the trilogy trinity trinity (laughs) the star wars trilogy star wars a new hope return of the jedi (laughs) (laughs) we we pray to yoda (laughs) baby yoda starting a religion (laughs) baby yoda in the manger (gasps) Look, I'm rewriting this oh, nativity. This <laughs> please, please. Please. Oh, my gosh. Uh, a Star Wars Christmas story. But then who's Joseph and Mary if we're going to do that? Han Solo and Princess Leia. Duh. Princess Leia boned, and you know it. She's not a virgin. <laughs> she wears white it's an through almost the entire... <laughs> you are suggesting that han solo is married to an ewok i didn't say uh, han solo oh i just said i want an ewok to be there he could be one of the three kings it would be the cutest <gasps> can jar jar binks be the drummer boy no gross also he's not oh from wait Tatooine. No, sorry i was thinking out. of jabba the hutt i'm really bad at star wars <laughs> <laughs> somebody who knows more than we do Mace Windu can be somebody. Maybe he can be one of the three kings. Mm-hmm. I want the three listen, I just want the scene to be Ewoks and baby Yoda is there. Okay. That's it. Okay. I want that would be the cutest. It would be so cute. Let's make this happen. I'll i I'll look. I'm learning about Photoshop. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> uh where was I before we got Ranger to Ranger scene. We're at the point it where goes, we're God like Jesus Mary. Oh, yeah. God, Jesus, Mary. She's in the top three. She's very mm-hmm. high ranking. Pe- Depending on which. Branch. Yes. Yes. But for in the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she's considered by millions to be the most meritorious saint in Christianity. And Mary also has the highest position in Islam among all women. Mm-hmm. In fact, she is mentioned in the Quran more often than in the Bible. Oh, Mm -hmm. well, there's two whole chapters, like long chapters, all about her life. I should have read the Quran. (laughs) (laughs) Like, casually, you know. (laughs) But (laughs) Christian devotion to Mary goes all the way back to the second century and has continued in variations to present day. She's been represented in art of all forms and is regarded as the intermediary between, like, worshippers and God with the big capital G. hmm So. Some people, there's, like, Marianne... Marianical? I think it's called Marianical. And not. So, like, Protestants mm-hmm. have a very, like... Mary has a very small role mm-hmm. in the various types of, like, Catholic. She has yeah. varying degrees of importance. Yeah. Or, like, her connection to... You know, mm-hmm. the divine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, in that super awesome article, the one about Mary being a template for today's feminism. Mm-hmm. So, she's, it's a blog post, like I said, but she addresses how she sees it versus how she talks about uh, Simone de Beauvoir. Mm-hmm. She's a famous feminist and author. She yeah. wrote The Second Sex. And a bunch of other books. And she has a very, like, negative view of Mary and what she represents and stands for. Because Simone de Beauvoir went to a very strict Catholic school. Mm -hmm. She's had a pretty shitty upbringing and saw Mary as a woman surrendering to a man and male authority and as, like, super submissive and passive and just, like, the worst example of how to assert yourself as a woman. Mm-hmm. She saw Mary's story through her own perspective, and it's valid. Mm-hmm. It's one way of looking at it. yeah, which I read. I briefly read another article, I don't remember, but it was it was called something like, "Why does the Virgin Mary make feminists so mad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was from a very conservative religious website, mm-hmm. and so it was like, Oh, I see what they're trying to do I was like, I suppose that's one way of looking at it. Yeah. However, the author points out another way of seeing it. Could it be that Mary was actually a badass? That she is portrayed as submissive and passive and obedient because that's how the patriarchy wanted the world to see her? Mm. Weird. Is it a stretch to think that just maybe there's more to her story? (laughs) Then an angel saying, "Hey, we're going to put a baby in you and her going, "Okay, that will be done. Like I'm whatever you want me to do for you." So this is an excerpt from the article, just because mm-hmm. I liked it so much. In her real life, the historic Mary was a rebel. And in the minds of women, Mary was always an image of strength. An attentive rereading of the gospels can establish with equal certainness, That she was clever, strong-minded, a survivor, a leader, a woman capable to weather hardship, to withhold her dignity in ambiguous and dangerous situations, pregnancy out of wedlock, to quote the most obvious, and to maneuver complex situations, including the announcement by the angel in her own favor. She was a superwoman, against the notion that superwomanhood is defined by kindliness, sweetness, motherliness, gentleness, and other, quote, soft qualities only, I shall claim that superwomanhood is resilient, unfrightened, hopeful, optimistic, independent-minded, and filled with healthy curiosity. These are all attributes that the moxie ladies of today possess and strive for. We stand as independent women who make choices over our bodies, our relationships, and our goals, regardless of what those decisions may be. Mary lived through the struggles that every woman faces, and when we see her as a person instead of a religious icon, she becomes a relatable figure who did her best and believed in herself. The end. (laughs) (laughs) That was nice. I like Thank that. you. That was really good. Who was that? I know you just turned off your iPad, but who was that by Petra, hand? Petru Papensku. Okay. And so, like I said, I really, there are a lot of things in religion as a whole mm-hmm. that I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things in her story specifically with the birth of Jesus that I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, like, taking her out of this, like... Hallowed, super super important figure, and to be like, wow, she fucking, she trusted her gut and went with her faith and said, okay, I, I mean, they didn't. The angel wasn't like, hey, we're gonna knock you up. Yeah, he was like, this is you're a vessel. You're a vessel, and she said, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, so she made her own choices. She dealt with, I'm sure, a whole lot of bullshit, considering <laughs> she was pregnant when she married Joseph. Mm-hmm. I think there's just a lot of things that she overcame mm. in her life that makes her very relatable and, like, you know what? Yeah. And she's, like, Do it. undoubtedly a strong woman mm-hmm. in terms of, like, she gave birth in a stable. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. not easy. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of controversy and I had, mm-hmm. I could, I think I struggled a little bit with it, but as I, trying to look at it and her story from an objective point of view, mm-hmm. I, I, I like it. I appreciate it. So I hope well, I didn't step on too many toes. <laughs> <laughs> and to be clear, mm-hmm. I don't know, if I, maybe if this is how you feel or not, mm-hmm. you have an issue with the establishment of religion like organized Absolutely. religion like people's religion obviously they carry on their own and they mm-hmm. can believe their own things mm-hmm. and it can sometimes contradict what the church as in like yes the establishment says mm-hmm. so you have an issue with not religion but yes with the with the construct with the establishment mm-hmm. religion with a capital r as opposed to somebody's own religion and how yes, they Yes, absolutely. It. Absolutely. It, your faith you live your faith however you see fit mm-hmm. because that is your choice as an independent woman mm-hmm. or man mm-hmm. or whomever but yeah, the the establishment and like the people high up who who make decisions and who've used who, it as a weapon. Who've used it as a weapon. As we've seen is, in terms of like colonization and absolutely. Absolutely. Anyways. So that, that's good job. it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, but spelt M A R Y. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas. Perfect mary kitmas (gasps) that's the name of this episode mary kitmas oh i love it (laughs) somebody write that down or just you know danny listen to this again and when you get to the end and i say hey let's entitle this (laughs) mary kitmas do that (laughs) cool perfect Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. all right okay everybody well that is this is the last episode of 2019 Oh, my God. The next episode is going to come out bright and early when everyone's hungover on January 1st. Or at work. Some people work. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's a bummer. Yeah. Man, if you're working today, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Shout out to everybody working today. Mm-hmm. That's hard. I used... To, I mean... Yeah, exactly. Anybody working today, anybody who ever works any holidays. Yeah. It's hard to be away from... I've worked plenty of Christmases and Mm -hmm. it's 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 hard to you know whatever your job is to be to do that and be away from your family and Mm -hmm. the celebrations but know that whatever you're doing is I mean you're there it's helping somebody out it's doing it's doing something for for others so just know that yeah Merry Christmas Mm mm-hmm oh yeah we I, that was i was gonna say goodbye but uh rate review subscribe oh, <laughs> follow us on our social medias facebook and instagram at that broads got moxie, and twitter at broads got and if you have anything you want to say to us go ahead and email us at that broads got gmail at com. that's right and remember that if you comment enchilada when you rate review and subscribe and in addition to the full an review, actual review <laughs> Um, You will be entered into a raffle to win something handcrafted. A special thing made by me. Yes. And you get a say in what gets to be made. Mm -hmm. So that's even cooler. If you're Uh naughty, though, you're getting a lump of coal. That's just, (laughs) that's just what's going to happen. And this is the last week that you can do it. Mm -hmm. So really get those reviews in. Yeah. January 1, next episode. I think we will, we'll draw. We'll draw right away on new year's day okay. we'll really kick it off with a with a bang no we won't i am i don't know about you guys we're pulling to the review no yes no we can't mm-hmm. why because what if we record next week then this episode will come out before
1: this episode is
0: coming out on christmas though i know yes, but, the- but we're gonna record the january 1st one before <laughs> Do you no, see no, what the issue is? It's not going to air. Yes. <laughs> Fair. <Okay>. Fuck. <Fact. laughs> Shit. Okay. <laughs> can't believe we just fought on, on audio. <laughs> Again. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Merry Kitmus. Merry Kitmus. <laughs> Goodbye. Happy holidays. Bye. Music by Sage Krenning. Cover art by Vinnie Navarrete. Produced and edited by Danielle Barsanti. Side effects of listening to this podcast may include excessive moxie, zero tolerance for the patriarchy, sass mouth, excessive sweating, tipsy tittering, desire to stick into the metaphorical man, fear of cats, empowering women, clammy hands and feet, the inability to do math, lack of patience for the bullshit, thirst for knowledge, questioning the system, cravings for bougie chicken, vodka, and justice, and in some cases can cause death on hills.